Hey, this is Matt Spiegel, and on my podcast, The PBP, Voices of Baseball, we learn how the best broadcasters in the game, like the Reds' John Sadak, try to capture the greatness of the best players, like Ellie Dela Cruz. He's a video game character. I mean, he is so athletic, and I think each moment is its own living entity, and I try to just match whatever that moment is. The PBP, Voices of Baseball. We bring you the people who bring you the game. Find us on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio. Boomer Sison, Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Wednesday morning. Talked about it yesterday that there was some snags, major snags with Carlos Correa and the New York Mets and how the Twins were getting involved. Well, yesterday after our show, it is now official. The Mets deal with Carlos Correa is dead and he is now signing with the Minnesota Twins. I am bummed about it. I was so fired up that morning when I found out about Carlos Correa potentially being a Met and agreeing to terms on that deal. I thought that the San Francisco Giants had cold feet and backed out because of the way that their offseason had gone. I really didn't think there was going to be a real problem. And I had dreams of Carlos Correa in a ticker tape parade down the Canyon of Heroes, and now that is gone. But with everything you read, everything that went on with the Giants, Steve Cohen, I know, wants to spend money and really love the idea of Carlos Carlos Correa is a Met, so if he passed, that means that something was seriously wrong, in my opinion. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? All right. Good morning, G. You know, a couple things. You know, I think we were talking about it last week about how Carlos Correa and Scott Boris got to be realistic about these long-term contracts, given the fact that he's got a plate in his ankle, and how these teams were not going to be able to ensure the length of those deals. There was just no way. So, you know, it, when you when you look at it, it at it in totality. Now, the Mets are still spending about $355 million on their roster this coming season, and they kept their own guys. You know, they kept Brandon Nemo and they kept uh, Edwin Diaz, and then they brought in Verlander. So it's not as if this is a, you know, money saving thing. We all know that it's not that because the Mets, you know, basically wanted to guarantee half the contract. And then the rest of that contract would be on a year by year basis, essentially, depending on. You know, plate appearances, time out in the field and everything else. They just, I'm telling you, these insurance doctors or whoever else were telling them, look, we, we think this is a six-year potential problem. And then after that, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're not, we're not buying into this. So we'll do it. We'll back you for six years, which is essentially what the Mets offered Carlos Correa. They said, okay, we will, we're going to give you this money for 12 years. We'll give you two, two, now for six years guaranteed and then the next six years would then fall under the certain parameters that you would have to meet as a player in other words you'd have to bet on the health of yourself right well let me ask you this because this is something you bring up all the time about you know a player owing it to the union to be able to get out and get the top dollar in the free agent market now this is something i thought of yesterday i think carlos gray would have preferred to be a met i really do i do I, i agree i agree and and the totality of the deal if he had finished it and finished it healthy was the most amount of money they could have made in a new york mets uniform however if he would have accepted a deal 
that was not guaranteed and the least or not the highest amount of money guaranteed, the union would have been so pissed off at him because it would have set a new precedent with injured players or guys who have had injuries in the past. And there's no way that Scott Boris, the union, Carlos Correa was going to do any of that. You're, you're, You're exactly right. And that's why he took the 200 million in the first six years as opposed to the 157.5 million in the first six years from the twins. So the twins are paying him more money per year in the first six years of that contract. And then there's a vesting option where the totality of the contract is actually less than what he would have gotten had he stayed here with the Mets. But I don't necessarily know that they would have written the contract the way that the Twins did. So in all in all, I mean, he took the most money in the shortest period of time. I don't blame him for doing that. Um, you know, he's got to get his when he gets a chance. Um, but overall, the totality of the money, if in fact he stays healthy, would have been more had he been here or had the Giants even come down this road and offered something like this. So I, I, I don't blame him. I certainly don't blame the Mets. The Mets... You know, did everything they possibly could to keep him here, and I think he wanted to play here. But when you look at the AAV and you look at the numbers uh, of 200 million compared to 157.5, that's a significant number for a player, especially a player that's dealing. You know, now by the way, he still has to pass the physical. You know, in Minnesota, which yeah, I think apparently they, a lot well. of that was done. It was tweeted out that the ankle issue was cleared at that point by the Minnesota Twins, yeah. so this wouldn't happen again. But you know, I did ankle. <laughs> Well, that's what he's got a plate in his vajankle. Uh, do you remember that whole thing? You probably don't remember the vajankle, do you? Uh, vajankle? No, I don't. You said <laughs> I mean, it. Yeah, I, obviously. Yeah. I don't know unless that he put those together. I'm no, not no. sure. No, it was a thing. I actually it was a it was a show that I watched, and I forget that it was uh, Mister In Between was the name of the show. And in the show was a comedy show, and the guy had a... A vajankle, that's right. No, he had a foot fetish. Oh, oh. And he went out to one of the sex stores and bought this... Oh, yes. A vajankle. Yes, a vajankle, yeah. So he could, you know... Sharks, you've heard of foot fetishes. (laughs) And you've heard of vaginas. What if I combined the two? Sharks. Vajankle. So anyway, All right. uh, he might have had a plate uh, in his vajankle, and that's why Steve Cohen ended up passing you know, it's kind of on wonderful. Carlos Correa. Look, it's, it's, it's a deal that, you know, and I'm sure that, I mean, listen, Correa had a good year, a decent year in Minnesota, got off to a really slow start there, and I'm sure he liked it there, and I'm sure he liked the group of guys that were there, um, and I'm sure that that team was really disappointed that he was initially going to go to the Giants, and then the Giants passed, then he comes to the Mets, and then the thought that he was never even going to go back to Minnesota. And, of course, all of the reports out there that uh, Boris put out there that he had another team that was a legitimate suitor obviously turned out to be correct. And the player has to do what's in the best interest of himself and his family, and I think that's really what this comes down to. Yeah, and I saw a lot of Yankee fans that were celebrating this yesterday going, oh, Steve Cohen's still the king? or the Mets still the team in New York? and all these things because we were so excited about Carlos Correa being signed. So I think that where you can criticize the Mets is Steve Cohen probably jumped the gun a little bit on that trip in Hawaii, assuming that the San Francisco Giants were probably backing out for illegitimate reasons and said, I'm going to go and scoop him up because he's the missing piece. And it seemed to be a little bit, I don't know, ahead of where he probably should have been mentally with Carlos Correa physically. He'll, He'll learn. Yeah, and and then also, I think maybe you can 
criticize a Met fan or someone like me that was screaming about it being so happy not waiting to see how the, the physical played out because of what happened in San Francisco. But to sit here and think that Steve Cohen now is going to be frugal or backed out of this deal because of the luxury tax or didn't want to pay the money or now all of a sudden Steve Cohen is scared to spend that much. That is nonsense. You know, I think this just, nonsense. I just think this just opens the door for Shohei Otani. If, in fact, they want to go down that road and try to make a trade, I really do believe that that's, you know, what the next target will be. I don't think that would have been the case uh, had they uh, signed Correa to this enormous deal and be up around $390 million in salary. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's where Shohei Otani comes in in this whole picture. I think you might have gotten both of them at some point. I think that just because he got Correa didn't mean that he was out on Otani, but I think it's more likely now that he figures out a way to get Otani. And quite frankly, I think he's pissed about this whole thing. Well, the other thing, too, is you have to remember, you got Pete Alonso sitting there and you got Jeff McNeil sitting there. And they're eventually going to need new contracts. Yeah. And if Pico's off like he did last year, mm-hmm. uh, and again this year, and they're not, you know, think about the, the amount of money he's going to get. And just think, too, like, this is clearly a legitimate issue because the San Francisco Giants' initial offer that they agreed to terms with Carlos Correa was over $350 million, wasn't it? It's right around there. He that's three hundred and fifty million guaranteed. Yes, he just took a hundred and fifty million dollars less guaranteed to go back to Minnesota. Now, now I will tell you, there's a seventy million dollar uh, vesting kicker in there that would add to the two hundred million that he has. Right, but if he so it'll be two seventy if he gets all of it. If he if he so gets it's 80, all of it, it's eighty million. Essentially less than what the Giants initially offered, assuming that he would pass the physical. Right. So that's a big deal. It We're is talking a about deal. a third team, and at least it could be more, depending on what ends up happening well, with him and his injury. At least eighty million dollars difference. So if you take a look at it, so you got thirteen years, three fifty from the Giants, and you have six years, two hundred million from the Twins. In the first six years of this contract. He'll have made more with the Twins than he would have made with the Mets or the Giants. That's sure. the way you got to look at it. It's the AAV. That's the number that is the key number for the player right now. And those yeah. six years basically tell me that most doctors and I'm sure all the experts and the different different insurance companies out there are saying, you know, this is all we are willing to guarantee because of that that ankle injury and and. The other injury that he had when he slid in the second base after that um, surgery had been done and the reaction uh, when he slid in the second base where that injury was. So I, I look, I just think that uh, he got his money for the first six years without question. Yeah, and I, I would have been okay with it if, if Steve Cohen had gone up to that $200 million deal and had matched what the Twins were doing. And Carlos Correa was a Met this morning. I, I would have been fine with it. I would have been excited about it. Would have been a little bit nervous because of the whole the way everything went. But I would have been excited that it got done. So I don't want to sit here like a hypocrite and all of a sudden be like, ah, screw Carlos Correa. The Mets will be fine without him. And and screw Scott Boris. I wanted Carlos Correa to be a Met. I wanted him to be a Met prior to him agreeing to terms, and I wanted him to be a Met this morning. But I just. There's sometimes you got to make the right call, and I have to. I just have to trust with the way that this thing went. 
two separate teams, then the Minnesota Twins swooping in and then giving him this six-year contract. It has to be a real legitimate issue. This can't be two teams and now three teams that are scared of something that really they shouldn't be scared of. Uh, clearly, there's a problem here. Yeah, well, that's the point. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I think they offered an extremely fair contract and they wanted the player to you know bet on himself long term. And uh, I think he did that with the Twins. But he did so by getting more money in the first six years with the Twins as opposed to with the Giants and, and the Mets. That's, that's the big discrepancy here. Because even he, by accepting that $70 million kicker for those next six years, it, it feels like even he re- recognizes that there's an issue or a potential issue that could happen to him. Yeah. No, well, of course. Or he may have to have. See, this is the other thing. In six years, they may say to him, Look, we got to go back in there and fix that. Well, that's what I that's what I was thinking throughout this whole process was he's probably going to have to have another surgery at some point that knocks him out for close to an entire season. Like that's the only thing I could think of that would make all these teams so scared of what was going on. Like he might miss an entire season and then maybe he's going to come back and not be the same. You know, what he might also find which is going to be really interesting for the Twins he'll play shortstop. And shortstop it's the movement. You know, he's got to yeah. be able to, you know, the range thing. And you never know how that part of it is going to affect him. Here, he would have been third base, would have been a little bit more protected playing third base, uh, and may have been able to get an extra year or two out of uh, that contract because he wouldn't be playing shortstop. Yeah, I still think, you know, remember what Steve Cohen said when he thought that Carlos Correa was going to be a Met after he agreed the terms. He said that this was the missing piece. We needed more offense. This was the missing piece. So uh, now... You know, you got to be careful what you say. Right. <laughs> it's pivot time. Oh, no, yeah, it is pivot it time. It is pivot time. So I, I, I would ask Steve Cohen, all right, you still have a missing piece then. So now how are you going to fill you know, that this late in the offseason? I, I don't know. That's what that's what scares me about the offense. I, I kind of feel like they they have the same team coming back. You know, with the exception of Verlander and and a couple of pieces they had in the bullpen, but I would well, just Kodai is another big right. Thing I mean, that's the point. So I, I, it's not that you have to go out there and there's not like third baseman all over the place. Well, not at this point, there. I are. mean, he's got guys. You know, he's got Escobar and guys like that, and uh, they have they do have a couple guys in the minors. You don't know what's going to happen with them, whether or not Beatty and uh, Alvarez are going to be significant offensive contributors. We don't know that yet. So it's not like they, they're bare, like they have nothing. But, you know, there's also trades to be had. There's probably going to be a player or two that could be cut. Maybe they take a flyer on it like the, the, the Yankees took on Carpenter. You never know. So it's, it's like I was disappointed that he's not here for sure. But I totally understand why he's not here. You know, the people that are really disappointed is everybody. And we talked about it that morning that ran to Mets.com to buy season ticket packages, whether a 20 game plan or whatever half a season plan and then they, I, apparently they sold like millions of dollars of season ticket plans that morning you know what? they still have they're still going to really have a good team and but 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 wait a second the reason why people did I know that, because that morning they, they thought carlos correa was going to be on the team and now he's not i'm not saying they have a bad team but clearly that was that over the top move that got people really really excited yeah. it got me really really excited it got all of us excited and but now I, i'm like ah, all right good off season not great off season oh, well, you know good i, I say good great I, I say great off season I, I, if they would ah. if they would have added Korea, it would have been an a plus off season that's this, a good one this is an a off it's season it's a b plus nah this is an a yeah, it's Not, a b plus a plus would have been uh Correa added to this lineup and an, yeah. an ungodly almost $400 million 
uh, you know, salary structure, which would have been ridiculous. But hey, we're at three fifty-five right now, and I'm sure he'll spend some more money. And remember, like I said, he still has some of his own players that he's going to have to resign, especially if those players come back and and duplicate what they did last year. Right, but there's a lot of that that they looked in the future. Obviously, they're thinking the same way we're thinking, and there's guys like Verlander going to come off. There's guys like Scherzer that are going to come off in a couple of years. The the Robinson-Cano deal is going to be gone eventually. There's going to be a lot of money that is freed up in the future to be able to take care of those other guys. Well, the other guys, I know, Tani, don't forget him. And Yes, right, Shohei Otani. So would that make you happy if they make the trade for Otani during the trade deadline? Uh, I don't want to. I would rather not trade him. Him. I would rather get him. He's going to be a free agent. I'd rather sign him in free agency as, as opposed to giving up the entire farm system. Yeah, you know, him. I remember I, I uh, well, and if you did trade for him, you'd have to sign him. You couldn't let him get free agency, which, which, which would be kind of crazy, which is why you wouldn't be giving up the farm to get him unless he was going to, you know, agree to a contract. But here's the thing, you know, um, when I, I have a, a friend, believe it or not, who's an angel season ticket holder, and he told me that, you know, most of the Otani special days that they have, you know, the bobbleheads and all that yeah. stuff for the Angels are in the first half of the season. Interesting. So maybe they're getting ready to trade him. Billy Epworth probably knows something, and, and I'm sure Billy Epworth, you know, attracted him to the Angels. He wanted to stay on the West Coast. So let's see what Billy Epworth can do here. See what Steve Cohen can do. That's what's gonna do come a lot. He's already done a lot. Right. Let's see what he can do and, and make sure that he writes that check and gives him the biggest deal because there's only so much Billy Epler, I think, can contribute at this I point. I mean, think about this. He, uh, he's got half the amount of players that the two football teams in town have, and he spent about $70 million more than each of those teams on those players. Yeah, and I still don't love the lineup. That's the problem. God, you're unbelievable. I don't love it. I loved it with Correa in there. I didn't love it with this. I like it. I think they're good. But the stuff that we were saying before Correa was that the Phillies and the Braves might have a better roster than the Mets with all this money spent. Then they got Correa, and we said, ah, not so much. Now we are the Kings going into the season. Now they don't have Correa. So we have to be fair and go back to saying that they might be, even with this offseason, the third most talented team in the division. Might be. Well, that's why they play the games, Jim. All right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Boomer and Geo, and everybody's got a family. <laughs> yeah. Baseball season is heating up. Odyssey has you covered with the most entertaining coverage of your team. Stay locked in and in the know with the local voices you trust as they bring you unfiltered takes, recap games, react to the latest team news, and talk to callers. Listen to your favorite shows for free on the Odyssey app, odyssey.com, your smart speaker, or in the car with Android Auto or Apple CarPlay.